So was that your secret identity? Engineer? Secret what? <laughs> That's Hal's hang-up. That thing on his face, it's a mask. He wears it in case some Earthling sneaks onto the Interceptor while we're in space, mind you, and goes, Aha! The Green Lantern on my planet is Hal Jordan! I'm telling everyone! Ha <laughs> 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 uh ha Talk to me when your planets invent paparazzi in the 24-hour news cycle. podcast batcast edition i am your host andrew caracci alongside andrew quimby and the reason i do a question on that is um this is a green lantern episode again so like uh i guess it's still technically batcast now i have a question for you for it's the it's the green green batcasts it's batcast with a little green with a shade of green it's, a, what, it's, en- it's an envious Batman. Fourteen shades of green. <laughs> Boy. Um. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's yeah, bad thoughts. Anyways. Um. So for our intro music, do you want to switch it to the Green Lantern uh, music, and you want to keep the Beware the Batman theme? I I will decide in a. What? I don't know. <laughs> I will decide in edit. Sentence? You will decide yes. in a minute? I said in edit. In edit. While I'm okay. editing. In edit. Okay. Yes. You were cutting out a little bit. It sounded like, okay. I'll decide okay. in a minute. I'm like, well, okay. Should we wait the whole minute and find out? <laughs> I, 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 what do you, do you think we should? I don't know. I feel like the Green Lantern intro song just doesn't, doesn't quite have that same. It doesn't. It's not the same. Feel. It doesn't have that that awesome guitar like the yeah. other one does. I just but I do like, like the heavy I do metal like the theme. Batman. I do like it though. I yeah. do like the lantern theme. I do like it a lot, but it's not Beware the Batman. Beware the Batman yeah. is probably one of the best themes ever, and no one ever mm-hmm. talks about it. It's one of the best themes ever. No, I really, it's it's great. Um, with that said, you can check out the podcast uh, the way you normally check it out by listening to us. Also, <laughs> you can check it out. On, we're, we're on Apple. We're on iPod, which is the same thing. We're on Apple Podcasts, which is also the same thing. And then we're on Stitcher, Spotify, for you Androiders or your Spotifyers out there. Um, you can listen to this podcast directly on Anchor. In fact, I'm going to encourage everyone to download the Anchor app because there's a little thing on there where you can send us a message through Anchor, and your voice would be recorded, and we could put that onto the show as a question. So if you want to ask a question to the show or have any thoughts and you want to be on our show, download the Anchor app, and you can do it that way. Did you know that, by the way? No, I that that sounds complicated, but all right. It sounds interesting. Well, no, because I, I can put it in when you send – okay, so I guess we're going to get into this. So for anyone who's listening – um, Andrew does the editing to the podcast and he sends it to me and I upload. Um, in that upload, I can add things to it. And that's where those voices in my head come from. No, that's where the, the, uh, 
if you send in text message or um, audio messages, they all show up to the pod and I can, I could insert them in at any point of the pod. So I can hmm. put it in the beginning end or in the middle of it. Okay. So it's a, it's a thing that another way for you guys to connect with us if you want to or not, that's fine. I'm sure. Most of you won't. So, or all of you won't, uh, it's fine. We had a, our page is now grow. Our Facebook page is now grown up to about 90 ish. So we're almost to that 100 mark. Once we get to that 100 mark, I can find out who's actually liking the page because it won't let me access anything until you have a hundred likes. So stupid, but that's their stupid Facebook. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah, um, we're on Facebook, uh, search Backcast weekly. That is the best way to get in contact with the show directly. Um, you can comment down there with all the other backcasters out there that also like to do a lot of non-commenting and just tell us what you think of the show. Tell us uh, anything. You could say, uh, I think Hornswoggle has a huge dong. I don't care. You can put anything on there as you want. So with that said, uh, you can email the show. Uh, that's the other best way to contact the show. Uh, emails are read on this show weekly because we don't do a daily show. And they're read by Mr. Quimby himself where he will read any question you have to ask the show. You can email us at onebestpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and again, Andrew searches through those emails. Now, I understand sometimes it takes a couple of days for an email to show up because the mailman has to deliver them to Andrew's house. But he's always home. And he's always there to accept any email that Santa Claus brings to him. And with that said, um, do we have any emails this week? We do have another email from Mr. J. Our number, I'm, I'm gonna, he's our number one fan just because he's the only one who participates. <laughs> yeah. This, that's, a, that's a gauntlet to the rest of you out there. Participate. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder if he even listens to the answers to his questions. Anyways, go ahead. That that makes me a little sad if he doesn't, but <laughs> he's not actually one of the people who listen. He just sends in questions every <laughs> we week. We just like to send in questions. <laughs> All right. I've heard a lot of wow, my brain just totally did not read words there. I've heard a lot it's an about some of the email. <laughs> I've heard a lot about some of the DC characters besides Batman you both like, but I wanted to know if there are any characters besides the Joker, of course, that you feel are either underrated and deserve their own animated series and or movie. Would you like to see a refresh? Would you like to? S- wow, I am struggling with words. Would you like to see a refresh or to bring back an older view of them? Looking forward to hear your thoughts, Mr. J. Okay. Um, so I guess he's asking if there's a uh, an, an unfamiliar DC character that would have a, would make a good spinoff of animated show or something original. Is that kind of what mm-hmm. the question is? Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, um, I definitely feel like we have we've definitely said night. Nightwing a bunch. Uh, live action, I, yeah. I don't know if an animated Nightwing show I would have much interest in. But yeah, a live, I, live, action, live action, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, live action, definitely. Um, as far as animated, uh, I'm going to throw a guy out there that is that you that I've talked about before on this podcast, and that's the question. I think uh, the question from Justice League, the conspiracy theorist guy, I mm-hmm. think you could do a really nice, like, noir style, kind of like how Batman animated series has, like, like that dark undertone to it. Um, you could do that type of style with the question character because he's really similar to the character from Watchmen, the the dude that has, like, the weird mask thing. I don't know his name. But the, you know what I'm talking about? Rorschach, yeah. Yeah, he's really similar to him. So I, I think an animated version of that could be interesting with the whole, uh, actually, that would make a lot better live action, honestly. But because um, you could do like a really Humphrey Bogart kind of Dick Tracy, it's kind of thing we were talking about earlier with Martian Manhunter. Um, animated, though. But we already got a Harley Quinn show, and it does it did pretty well. See, it's hard because like I can think of a bunch of stuff that I want to see live action, but animated, I just hmm. I'm not interested in Wonder Woman, like an animated Wonder Woman show. I don't even think I'd watch. No. It. Um. Yeah, I. I, I would, you know, I don't know. it's funny if I would Dark say side. Green Lantern. But green, we we have a Green Lantern show, but a John Stewart Green Lantern show could be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what about what about an animated Green Arrow? I feel like any other version of Green Arrow than other than the Arrow version we've got, I feel like there's not really. It'd be underwhelming. Yeah. What about Flash? We never had a Flash animated show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm good to go with Dark Side. I feel like I want to see a Dark like a Side straight, show. Just just a Dark Side, just him. No Superman, yeah. just straight Dark Side. I just uh, straight Dark Side. I want to see Dark Side be Dark Side. Like what him. About dark Side like controlling how he became, how he got in power, how he got his exactly. Powers, his, like maybe a little the war with uh, new the war with New Genesis. All the stuff you hear about. Uh, from the Superman show, the stuff that happened before he even knew Superman existed. Exactly, yes, yeah, I'm like all of the old I'm stuff. I'm with you on that. I am absolutely, yes, Dark Side. Because you could get the guy who voices him um, from the animated series, that would work. i even say Lex Luthor would be interesting, too. And Especially I feel like he, with the Dark the Side, you could, could you imagine them trying to make Dark Side like a sympathetic character? Yeah. Because they kind of have him, he's just like he's evil. But I feel like if you if you play the if you play the story right, you could make Darkseid a sympathetic character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really like totally, the idea that idea now. That would work. That would work in animation a lot better than live action though too. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. live action would look weird because you'd have to CG a lot of it. There's no way they'd be able to, anyone would be able to afford to make that show. Right. Yeah. But animation, it's all doable. Right. Would you do like traditional style animation or would you go CG with it? I I feel like Would you do like, like Bruce Tim style animation, the the block style, the like mm. Superman and Batman animated? Like the way he that's the way we kind of know him anyways. 
Or would you go with the... I feel like I'd go with a more current animation style. Okay. Because so like I feel some, like... So like some of the movies we've done. Mm-hmm. Like, because like, I feel like the, the newer... The like, newer animation stuff just lends itself to action better. Okay. And I feel like there's probably going to be, in a dark side show, there's going to be a lot of action. Well, the Batman, the new adventures, the Batman New Adventures and Superman animated series, their animation style was a lot different than the 92 version, obviously. They did a lot more action in those. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm with you, though. I think a dark side show could be very interesting. Now, you have to cast the guy who voiced him from the animated series, though, to voice mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah. And it'd be kind of interesting, because I, I do want to... And I want an episode where Lex Luthor's involved. I just do. <laughs> I need one. I need yeah. Lex Luthor. And then obviously Brainiac, because Brainiac has uh, has crossed paths with Darkseid in the past too. Yeah. So you have a lot of Superman villains you could do. You could even mm-hmm. bring Lowball in on an episode here, because mm-hmm. you could have him show up. To he's there to capture some guy from Apocalypse, Darkseid's son or something, and he ha- he him and Darkseid fight, or him and his Darkseid's son fight, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. the most interesting story would be Darkseid's war with New Genesis and how it ended with uh, mm-hmm. with High Father and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Yes, I'm with you on that. I agree. That's, yeah. a, that was, that's a good answer. But live action, I think we've discussed it before. Um, Nightwing, uh, the Nightwing show. I can't believe we haven't gotten one yet. That seems That seems like that's easy money. I feel like I almost I'm starting to I wonder if there's like if there's some if there's some like unspoken rule buried somewhere in D.C. where they're like, don't touch Nightwing. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say Nightwing, a Batman Beyond movie would be interesting. I think they're going to do one, too. Or a Batman mm-hmm. Beyond show uh, live action could be good. Um, yeah. I would like a. But we, like I said, we've already had those. Uh, the question with the that would be really cool. Like, cause that could be something they could put on CW. That could be a CW show. Because CW seems to have a weird like they can take a, a hero that not too many people are familiar with and turn him into a superstar, like they did with Arrow. Mm-hmm. Green Arrow was kind of a whatever character, and then Green Arrow it might be like the third pop, most popular DC hero. Yeah. <laughs> Like maybe what, maybe oh, like a few years ago CW I don't think current CW could do anything. Well, you, well maybe if you uh you just need a new you need a new face you need to get away from Flash you gotta you almost have to reset that whole thing and then start a new a new universe. Mm-hmm. Get new writers just start completely over. Yeah, yeah and they've maybe, got a unfortunate trend they're going on with the whole yeah, feeding the picking, snowflake thing. Yeah, they're just picking the weirdest characters like Stargirl, Batwoman, like who cares? And then um, you have Flash, which seems to be lost, and Legends, which I don't even I can't even believe that show's still on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like your only show in there that 
seems to be separate from all of them is Black Lightning. And even that, they try to connect it. And I don't yep. want that show connected with the other ones because it's different. It has that it has a very Netflix vibe to it, like a Daredevil Punisher vibe to it. That I, I like it like that. It it's a dark it has a really dark undertones and um it it's a completely different stylistic show. Now I, I don't know how it is now because I haven't seen anything past the second season. But mm-hmm. I could tell you like the first season was really, really good and the second season was good too. So I don't know. The show might have went off the rails. I don't even know if it's still on, to be honest with you. But I feel like you have uh, potential with maybe a new lineup of heroes that you could do with CW. Like maybe you could do the question, uh, a Martian Manhunter. Maybe that could be like your new, like your Flash-like character. Yeah. The one that people know who that is, but they don't know enough about him. That's kind Mm -hmm. of what Flash was. And then yeah. uh, question becomes kind of like your um, your main one because you you could do so much with it. All right, no, no, here's 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 the thing. They compl- they kill everything on CW right now. Reboot yes. it. Nightwing is their flagship. Yes. They have their um, Martian Manhunter as their Flash show. Yeah. And then they and then they have your question show as a Kind of standalone-y, kind of strange, like like black. Look up, you go Black Lightning, like okay, the Black so Lightning. Okay, so not connected, not connected with the universe. Yes, like maybe okay. connected, but not necessarily connected. Yeah, kind of like how Supergirl is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it replaces Supergirl essentially. Yeah, yeah, you could do now that. You, and then, um, you maybe you just keep Supergirl, keep that one going, just because mm-hmm. um, it out of. If you're going to do a show, a superhero show for girls or women, Supergirl makes sense. I feel like that do, one, If you're yeah. not going to do Wonder Woman, I'm fine with Supergirl. I understand. I feel like, it yeah, that, that show seems like it floats on its own well enough. Yeah, that one, I'd, le- I'd leave that one alone. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to rewatch, but I'd have to watch Black Lightning to see how that one's doing to see what I, if I would do anything with that. But, um... I'd be fine with killing off Flash and Stargirl. I think that show's done anyways. Uh, a lot of these shows are being one and done. Like Batwoman's on its second season. They already recasted the whole show in the second season. Yeah, yeah they I they did the first season. It did so terrible. They recasted the second season. And from what I've seen, it's doing worse than ever. Yeah. Like they, they, the writers got a redo, and instead of learning from their mistakes – they doubled down on all their mistakes. Well, they're they're doing things, they're doing that that snowflake crowd where they're trying to like, they're they're trying to do things that are controversial just for the sake of being controversial, or mm-hmm. doing things trying to be woke. Like for example, um, look, I'm gonna sidetrack a little bit into pro wrestling just to prove my point. Now, um. Back in the late 90s and the early 2000s, pro wrestling attracted a male audience. It still does to this day. Now, women's wrestling was one match on the card. Usually one match. If you're lucky, sometimes two, with the second one being kind of like an eye candy match, and the other one was an actual real match. And you know what I mean by eye candy match, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 
like a lingerie match or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, they usually would do that on every show or every pay-per-view, something like that. So now they're doing this whole fight for women's movement in wrestling. But it's to me, I feel like it's so fake that at WrestleMania, they had Sasha Banks face Bianca Belair uh, for the women's championship. They made it main event WrestleMania because it was the first time. I don't, yeah, I don't really want to get into it because I'm going to come off as a uh, a terrible person. But like, the bottom line is, no one cares. No one wants. No, it's not a. It's not a. It, it's a moment, and I get it. That's fine. But you don't have it main event your show. Mm-hmm. You have the the biggest feud of the year main event your show. Not a um, because you're having two women fight or whatever main event because they're two women fighting. Mm-hmm. That's to me that's just dumb. Like like if it's the story also, line, I feel if the story yeah. calls for it. It's fine. Like a couple of years ago, they had the women main event WrestleMania because Ronda Rousey was in the main event. And Ronda Rousey is a household name. Ronda Rousey's a star. That's why it main evented WrestleMania. Not because of Charlotte Flair or because of Becky Lynch. It was because of Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... It'd be like if you had The Rock on your show and you're not putting him in the main event. In today's wrestling, that is. Like, that, that, it'd be idiotic if you don't do that. Because clearly, he'd be the reason why people are buying the pay-per-view. That's why, I guess it's not really, it's not a pay-per-view anymore, it's subscriptions. But you get what I mean. Yeah. So, with that said, I feel like the CW is doing that for the same reasons. They feel like, well... People are going to talk, they're going to write stories about how great our network is because we have two shows that have two strong female leads in the show. And um, they should see what we're doing with Flash because we're giving Iris more screen time and we're going to make her a major character and we're going to make her the vocal point of every season. And we're going to give her more screen time than Flash, the reason why people are watching the show to begin with. It just to me, I just feel like you have to you have to go with sells and you got to go with works. Um, mm-hmm. DC's biggest player is Batman. There's no doubt about that. Um, the second one is Superman. See, really, what you got to do is you got to stay kind of what works. Um, you could do a couple of female. You could do one female show, and that's fine. But having three. And only one male show to me, it seems like you're you're diluting your product, and you're just you're you wonder why these shows don't last. Because mm-hmm. Batwoman, the show Batwoman, who's watching it? I get who's watching Supergirl, teenage girls, mm-hmm. and maybe teenage boys too. But like that, people that are watching that are they're teenage girls. But who is watching Batwoman? What's the target market for that? <laughs> Bat Batman fans? No. Batwoman's one of the most unpopular heroes of the Batman universe. It'd be <laughs> like if you if you did a if you did a show on Condiment King, which I would 
which I would guarantee would draw more than Batwoman. <laughs> or a Talia al Ghul show. Ooh, that would actually be a very interesting show. Talia, just straight Talia al Ghul. Rachel yeah, would be the whole. No, the whole but you do you do Talia, yeah, but you you could you could you could wrap her inside the League of Assassins. She could be a badass assassin person. Her dad can show up here and there. Maybe the whole show is her like okay, fair. Okay, doing fair. a mild rebellion against her dad. No, okay. see the problem. That would work because it's, it's, it's part of the Batman lore and it's a character that people like. For the mm-hmm. more people know. No one most people don't know who Batwoman is. More people know Batgirl than Batwoman. Batgirl could work. A Batgirl show could work mm-hmm. if done correctly. I don't know, because I've, I've watched some stuff. I feel like I haven't actually I don't know. I, I haven't actually watched Batwoman, but I, I watched I watched some videos of people, people talking about the show. And it seems like the biggest problem with the show is that they're more worried about getting their message across than about telling a good story. Yes. And I feel like if they had a good story, it could be a decent show. But the problem is they don't want to write a good story. They just want to make sure their message is getting across. And see what's so crazy is those CW shows – that used to always be their strong point was like, yeah, the production was always the greatest and maybe the, the acting wasn't always the best, but the writing was typically good. Like for mm-hmm. the most part, like Arrow always had me on my seat. Like I never knew what was going to happen. Like it wasn't predictable. Mm-hmm. It was a good show. Um, mm-hmm. I think what sucked about it was they, I think they must've gone with new writers as the season progressed and they retreaded things and they brought back characters that they killed off. And when they do that, that's when you lose me is when death has no meaning in your show. Mm-hmm. And you death needs to have a meaning. Otherwise, why, why kill someone if, it, if it's not going to yeah. be a big deal? Mm-hmm. Once you undermine the entire, the threat of your show, once you undermine that, it loses the, it loses that edge factor. Right. So but anyways, after this another long convoluted CW rant that we always seem to go on, um, Green Lantern is a thing that we watched, I think. Yeah, we, we decided to watch Green Lantern, the animated series. I think that's what it's called. Uh, Bruce yes. Tim seems to get the credit for this show. His name's all over the credits. Um, that Sam Lou guy, I did not see his name in the credits, but he's credited in IB, IBMB or whatever the hell the name of that website is. Um, mm-hmm. You can find the show on HBO Max. All the shows that we review here are mostly on HBO Max. So subscribe to HBO Max and you can watch the same shows we are. There you go, HBO. Now give me my cut. Anyway. <laughs> No, but seriously, HBO Max is pretty good. Um, especially, it makes everything convenient for us. Um, yeah. What did? So, what did you think? We watched what four episodes? You got the titles of the names of the episodes? Yes, we have. Beware my power, part one. Beware my power, part two. Um. Did you actually have to repeat that? Could you just said Beware my power, part one, and then part two? I was honestly trying to stall because 
the page froze and I can't scroll down to see what the last second two were. <laughs> I think one one was called Razor's Edge. Yeah, the third one was Razor's Edge, and the fourth one was Into the Abyss. Right. Um. So we kick off the show with a two-parter, and we get a nice little introduction with uh, Hal Jordan flying this new spaceship, and we get to we it kind of kicks. It seems like this movie is kicking off where First Flight kind of ended. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It this it's weird. This show ties so closely to that movie it's kind of weird that we we watch the movie and then jump to this because it's like it's borderline retreading slash continuing exactly where the movie that we watched was yeah it's kind of strange well i mean the movie came out two years before this show so maybe they figured (laughs) that no one saw the movie so they did some they redid a few things Mm -hmm. but pretty much um uh, obviously, Hal Jordan has a uh, crush on Carol, and they play like the will they, won't they thing, because um, she's his, she is his boss, and we put that storyline on a hold because he gets called up to the Green Lantern space, whatever it's called. Uh, that is a random point. I almost completely forgot that she there was even a Carol in this show. Yeah, they were going to have dinner together. That was such a minor, that was such a minor thing that happened at the beginning of the episode. Oh, it, it comes back. Oh, does it? Yes. That's why more than just Carol, Carol comes more than back him a joking. Yeah. Oh, about not being late for dinner. Um, why did you connect to that? Hold on. <laughs> It connected to my speaker in my bathroom. <laughs> that raises okay. so many questions on why is there a speaker in your bathroom? Because <laughs> I listen, to, I listen to music sometimes when I like get ready in the morning. I listen to Donkey Kong music. Oh, okay. Do you need to know more? Or do you want me to continue on that thought? I, I continue with whatever you were saying about Green Lantern when you transferred to the bathroom for some reason. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? It was weird. I'm just sitting in my chair and then in, like right away, it's like, boom, I hear the doo-doo and then you're in the bathroom and I hear you talking in the bathroom. <laughs> oh. But no, um, we got... They they do a lot of stuff with uh, Carol in this show. She okay. just she just doesn't show up until a little later. So every mm. like minor story, it it they come back to it. Mm. So he gets called up into space and pretty much um what were they they're scolding him for something essentially. Yeah, he uh he punched a he was supposed to be guarding. A diplomat, and he punched him in the stomach, and then headbutted him <laughs> because he was using his diplomatic powers for um, tr- uh, human tra- or slave trafficking. So, just like in First Flight, it seems like these guys aren't big fans of Hal Jordan. Um, yeah, it seems like th- there's been numerous um, infractions in that Gambit guy. 
or Gambit. Yeah, Emperor, Emperor, yeah. Emperor Palpatine is totally on his side, and he's not evil at all, I swear. Yeah, it seems that Gambit (laughs) is, um, he seems to be the one that kind of keeps Green Lantern in power. In fact, to the point where they find out a Green Lantern died, and the the Green Lantern Corps uh, seem to know about this threat, but are just not going to do anything about it because it's it's too far out of their way and they just it's some other sector that seems to be kind of a forgotten about sector it seems seems like yeah it's because they have their immediate net of or sectors of guardians and then they have the they refer to it as the frontier which is like the outskirts of the thing which apparently it's it's it takes 18 months to fly there traditionally Right. And so, like, we actually, we saw the Green Lantern get murdered and his ring fly away. And it took 18 months for the ring to make it back to Eos, Eo, Ego, Ego? Whatever it's called. Whatever the city's called, their main city. (laughs) Waffle, something like that, I don't know. Um. So, um... They adjourn, and then the he Gambit takes Green Lantern kind of on a scenic route, essentially, and shows them this this Green Lantern powered ship that can travel fast enough to get places, essentially, less than eighteen mm-hmm. months, obviously, and yeah. kind of hints at it like, here it is. Um, I'm not telling you to steal it, but you should totally steal it. Um, mm-hmm. that's pretty much the vibe he gave him. Yeah. So what'd you think of Green Lantern and Kilowog, since this is where we get introduced to Kilowog? Kilowog's interesting. I like Kilowog. Do you like him better in this or in the movie so far? I really like him. I'm assuming... See, it's hard because you've seen the whole show. I'm assuming he gets... Better because at this point I feel like he was better in the movie. Okay. But I'm assuming that's probably because we haven't interacted with him as much. Right. He is a major character in this show, so he Mm -hmm. he's in this the whole way through. So yeah. Clearly, um, Green Green Lant or uh, Hal Jordan thought that he was gonna tell on him or something like that. He's like, no, I'm coming with you. And when I first saw it, I'm like, yeah, all right. Kilowog's going to be in this uh, in this show. So I'm all... I, I, I was kind of right expecting that third guy that was there that they kind of... that had, like, floated around with his computer on his lap. I kind of expected him to come, too. Oh. Because it oh. seemed like him and Kilowog were kind of hanging out, and I'm like, ah, oh, maybe those three are going to run off together. But nah, it was just him and Kilowog. Yep, and the ship. Yep, the so, ship who is an advanced AI. Yeah, very advanced. With AI. a yes, with an interesting personality. Aya, is that what they? Is that what Lance? Yeah, Aya. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Do you remember when? Um, I think when he got to the. Ah, oh, no, no, no. We'll get to that in, in a minute. So. Anyways, so they get to the, the Red Lantern area or the place where the Red Lanterns are killing these Green Lanterns. 
and find out they're Red Lanterns. And I think even Hal Jordan said, what the hell is a Red Lantern? Like, they didn't even know these people existed. Mm-hmm. And so we get a standoff, and even, um, I think Razor even said, like, these, because uh, they weren't, they were, the Green Lantern guy got saved, and they're explaining, is his name Atrocicus? Atrocicus? Yeah, basically, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Explaining to Atrocicus, Atrocicus, atro- asshole, <laughs> to explain to, uh, Atrocicus. Atrocitus. Atrocitus? I think you're throwing the extra T in there. I think it's just Atrocitus. Uh, or is it Atrocitus? I think there's an extra syllable in there. I don't know if it's Atrocitus, though. Atrocitus? Well, because I feel like it's like Atrocity, but Atrocitus. Atrocitus? That's what I'm going with, anyways. It's a ridiculous name. (laughs) We will get it right eventually at some point. This is our first episode, so. What did you think of him? Um, he's he's got some serious serious anger issues. It makes you wonder why he. The whole question was, for me, why does he hate Green Lanterns? Other than they're green, like there's got to be a reason, right? Yeah. Well, from what I've gathered from basically, they keep saying Green Lanterns are destroyers of worlds, and they're flying out around on the remnants of whatever his planet was. Right. And the the midget peoples were like, it's not recorded in history anywhere, so, and, and history is written by the winners, so we don't need to talk about that. So obviously, obviously some shit went down, and they're covering it up. But Atrocitus survived, and he's pissed, and he's so being in the red. The red lanterns' power is fueled by rage and anger, right. and, and so, so he recruits. He recruits a red lantern corps, essentially, mm-hmm. a red lantern like army, and recruits Razor. And we get to learn a lot about Razor too after he gets uh when when razor gets captured and put in prison um Mm -hmm. that one prison camp we get to we get a whole backstory of his yeah we get to figure out where he we go wherever we want we don't have don't do this thing in order man i know i want to talk about razor okay so razor was one of the red lanterns Yes, Razor was one of the the younger Red Lanterns. They kept calling him Kid. He didn't look mm-hmm. like he was like super young or anything, did he? Yeah. Did he? I don't know. He kind of came know. off as a. He kind of just came off of a guy in his late twenties that had a um, a fiance and everything and a family. He didn't seem like someone that was like a high schooler or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But maybe I don't know. It's hard. He's, I don't know. he's just. He's just like the recruit, I feel like. He's just like the... He's in the low bar for the organization. Right. So they call him Kid. Because it kind of sounds like he got pulled out of the lower ranks and jumped up to a higher position. And they're questioning if they should have done that as quickly as they did, almost. Well, Sox, the um, the big ball the, guy. 
floating he, beach ball, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't care for him too much. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's too weak. It seems like Sox is, uh, like, Atrocitus is um, his second in command, it seems like. The second, the guy, mm-hmm. the second chair, the second seat. Yeah. Um, but you could tell he definitely fears him. He fears, fears Atrocitus, because when he raises his mm-hmm. voice, he backs down. So, yep. like... Because he's an intimidating dude. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to make for a really good uh, final fight with him and Hal at the end. I just feel like that's going to be epic, if I remember correctly. Mm. But, um, so, pretty much they, after they escape, they get to the se- the second part of this episode where uh, they, they're going to blow up an entire planet because they're harboring um, the Green Lanterns, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yes. When Green Lantern asks the other Green Lantern, like, what's your, what's your secret identity? And he's like, secret what? <laughs> and did you like Kilowog's explanation? Mm-hmm. Like, in his he's, planet, yeah, he's... He's afraid a human's going to just wander onto the ship and be like, oh, my God, you're Hal Jordan from Earth. <laughs> like they're going to be wandering around the ship. <laughs> they're going to be out. <laughs> just think about that for a second. There's no reason at this point for him to be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Other for aesthetics. Like he's mm-hmm. wearing it just because it looks cool at this point. Yeah. Otherwise, the mask is completely. I, I, I do like his explanation, though. When he's like, hey, when your planets develop a develop paparazzi and a 24-hour news cycle, then you can talk. Right, fair. Um, now, Jon Stewart doesn't wear a mask. Hmm. So. What does, does Jon Stewart do anything? Like, does he have a day job? Yeah, he's a um, he's ex Marine Corps. Okay. So he has a really strong military background. I but does he have a day I job? He, I don't think so. I, I think, think he just a, is Green Lantern. Like all he does is be Green Lantern. Yes, but like he lives in like a really um, he lives like in a one bedroom like efficiency apartment. So mm-hmm. he could. I think he's just a retired uh, Marine Corps guy. So he's probably getting money from the government. I don't think he has a day job though. Exactly. Okay. So so I just, I feel like lantern, and that his his why identity isn't that big of a stakes as Hal Jordan, like how- who's kind of a hotshot pilot who's coming up in the world, and he's got. Yeah. A big name and a big company okay. and everything Fair. like that. But let's play. Let's 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 um let's stutter a little bit. No, let's like get into that a little bit. How many famous pilots do you know right now? Amelia Earhart is a pilot. <laughs> she's, I think she's dead. How many like um. Uh, I think I think there's that guy. The is, is, is Sully. Is that the guy that landed the plane in the river? Okay. Well, if you saw him walking on the street, would you know that's him? Without only only if he looks like Tom Hanks from the movie. 
So the answer is no. So no. I think it kind of comes down to, um, unless this is a really, really small world and people have no lives but to look up famous pilots, I don't think anyone's going to know that Hal Jordan is Green Lantern. They're not going to they're not going to make the connection. Superman but, doesn't even wear a mask. See, yeah, but that's MP the thing though. They're, they're like, oh my god, who's Green Lantern? And then they they're like, oh Green. They like some paparazzi dude like decides they're going to investigate Green Lantern and links it to Hal Jordan, and then Hal Jordan is Green Lantern all over the news and everything, and then everyone. He's no longer a pilot. He's just Green Lantern, and everyone just goes to him and be like, oh, we want to use your powers. It seems like Green Lantern doesn't really do a lot of Earth things, though. seems Mm -hmm. like he's more of a guardian of the galaxies. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha! Funny. No, he's like a guardian of the universe. Like, so... Mm -hmm. Because they have people on Earth to defend Earth, like Superman and shit. Green Lantern does stuff out in space. Mm -hmm. So, again... He doesn't have to wear a mask. I think that's the point. He literally wears the mask because it, it, it would look weird without one. Mm-hmm. I think that's why. I think that's the only reason why. Because there's no reason for him to hide his identity. He's out in space. I don't think the paparazzi's out. We've spent way too much time on this. Let's move on. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know why you're up so obsessed with the because, his mask thing. Because I... It's so funny because I was saying the same thing through the entire like first part of that episode was like, why is he even wearing, he's not, why is he wearing a mask? And then Kilowog called him out on it. And I'm like, oh, this is great. (laughs) At least they acknowledged it, that it's stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That I'm complimenting it because shows don't typically do that. Okay. Because you remember when you watched Green Arrow in the first season, he doesn't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that? He just ha- he just had like eye paint. Yeah. And I used to think it was so stupid that he didn't wear a mask. And I was like, why doesn't he not wear a mask? And then he explained why. He's like, you try running around at night uh, shooting arrows with a mask falling down your face. And then mm-hmm. Flash made him that made him that mask. That yeah. won't move. Because how many mm-hmm. times did he like get knocked out and someone just took the hood? Oliver? Because they just knew who he was right away? Yeah. Not that I really feel like a tiny little eye mask really changes that. Eh. No, but it, in the comics it does. So, because mm-hmm. it's just, it's a comic book thing. Yeah. But, so, they set this bomb off, and um, Razor's the one who sets the bomb off. And then he realizes that he kind of got played by the, by the Red Lanterns. So he, he's going to stay behind, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the one guy stays behind to defuse, try to defuse the bomb. Um, seems like he was fairly successful. He was able to slow it down, but he got taken out in the process. Which, again, yep. another death. First episode, we killed off two Green Lanterns. And this one actually kind of got a little bit of a... Had a family and stuff, too. We got to yeah, you got family. to meet his wife and his daughter and everything like that. Like, So, and 
Kilowog was able to save a lot of the people, not all of them, but a lot of them. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's what Kilowog even said. He's like, when my planet was destroyed, um, we were so focusing on trying to save the planet when we should have been trying to save the people. So that's where he got the idea from his mistakes from when his yeah. planet got destroyed, which, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that, that was pretty cool. And then they send Razor to prison. They save Razor from practically, he wants to, he was trying to get himself killed by Hal Jordan, but Hal refused to kill him because he wanted him to live with his guilt. And so they put him in that internment prison, internment camp place. Which they also came back very, later. very violent way. Like when he like Hal was like almost threatening to kill him, his way of doing it was making a a power drill and was going to drill through his throat. Right. Like that seemed like a very awful way to murder someone. Do you like how Kilowog was just? I think there was one ep one of those episodes where they asked him. Can, does he have the power to do this? He's like, I make hammers. <laughs> that was his, that's all yes, there, was it, Yeah, when the ship was broken, they're like, can you create this incredibly difficult part, this difficult part? And he's just like, I make hammers. <laughs> really it confuses me, though. <laughs> so he makes this hammer out of his energy, right? Yeah. Why is the hammer heavy? I don't know. It takes him actual effort to lift the hammer he created. Theoretically, he should be able to move it like it was nothing because it's his own creation. Like when he hits something with it, it could have mass. But theoretically, him moving it, it should weigh nothing because he created it. Well, maybe he made a heavy hammer on purpose. Just so he like works out his muscles? Sure. I don't know. All right. Show. See, why well, do you get to pick on these little aspects, but when I bring them up, you're just like, nah, it's just a show. I don't have an answer for you, man. What do you want me? What do you want from me? I, <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. know. Why the hammer's not heavy, or why the hammer's heavy? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm serious. I didn't even think of that. That yes. it was, it's, it's energy. So so how did you how did you feel about Razor in the first few episodes? Like we did we got to see a little bit of his backstory. He seems like like when I first when they kept like kind of ripping on him early, I was thinking to myself, like when I first saw this show, I'm like, I don't think he's an evil guy because they're not gonna take the time for you to feel sorry for him if he's gonna, mm -hmm. you know, be part of this evil correlation. I felt like he was misguided and misinformed and, you know, joined a cult because that's what you do when you're in a, in something tragic must have happened to him for him to join this group. Cause that's what mm -hmm. happens when you join a cult. You like, I guess when you join, uh, we'll, we'll use, we'll use the KKK for example. I know. Oh, wow. We're going to talk about that. People that join the KKK, like when you join it, um, I listened to this one speaker, he was talking about it. And he said, like, what they do is they go into towns where um, 
where people's don't people are unemployed, uh, you know, jobs or whatever, and they they focus and they point their finger and they blame something, which would be African Americans. We blame them. We blame Jewish people. We blame whatever that is. So you, in the lowest moment of your life, feel hatred towards them for your shortcomings. So you join this cult because they take advantage of you, and then you join it because you you like submit yourself to them because because um, that's that's what you, it makes your it makes your life feel like you have meaning to it again. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what happened with Razor. Yeah. And that's what yeah, because they it seemed like that's what yeah because exactly they literally happened. yeah he was at his 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 girlfriend wife whatever she was had died and so they exactly at his lowest point when he failed to protect her he gets offered a ring to give him power right so he would never feel powerless again mm-hmm. And so did you have a feeling they were going that route with him or did you think he was going to be a main antagonist of the show originally? No, I definitely afraid it right from the, like right from the beginning where he like hesitated to kill people. I'm like, is he going to end up like helping them? I didn't think it was going to happen as quickly as it did by the, Like third episode, he was like working with them. Basically, fourth episode, he was just one of the guys on the team. Um, I was not expecting the turnaround to happen that quickly. Well, I think it just goes to Hal's character, where mm-hmm. he, um, he, he's not like like. There's no way Batman would ever would would ever allow that. He he'd work with a villain, but only after they've proven themselves. Mm-hmm. Um like proven to be fully reformed. Uh, Hal Jordan is a little bit more optimistic and maybe naive in a way where he kind of like, he sees the good in everybody. And mm-hmm. he even said that there's gotta be some good in you. I think he even said that to him Yeah. to the point where he trusted him and gave him his ring back to help them mm-hmm. because he's like now, uh, or maybe he feels like the enemy of my enemy is my friend type thing too. He could be just using him. I don't know, but I feel like he truly is. He truly is giving Razor a chance. Maybe he also feels like if Razor crosses him, he he feels like he could take Razor and put him down whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah, but yeah, I, I feel like that's uh, Razor. Razor to me, I, I don't think Razor is a character in the comics. I think he's a character they made up, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a good character. I like him so far. Yeah. What did you think of that prison camp? The the spider the spider asteroid. Yeah, where the where the Green Lantern ring doesn't work. Yeah, because they happen to stumble upon the yellow crystals that neutralize the Green Lantern's power. Yeah. Like, how did see? I how did these spider people know this? Were they attempting yeah. to imprison Green Lanterns that they found out that the crystal works? How did they just stumble upon Maybe the fact that oh, it neutralizes crystals? 
Now neutrons well, neutralizes se- the Green Lantern power. It seemed like Hal Jordan and Kilowog didn't know too much about this prison camp when they dropped him off there. They mm-hmm. just they just noticed it was a prison camp and they dropped him off there. Yeah, because they the computer was like, let me compile a list and give you information, and they're like, nope, just pick one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was I was like when. It, they kind of turned on them, like when they found out the the spider people were kind of sketchy. Yeah. And they were like imprisoned. I was really expecting like there to be like a a red like a a, a red lantern to like when they stepped out of the shadows and was talking. I expected a red lantern to step out behind him, and you turned out like the red lanterns like recruit out of the prison or something like that. Yeah. That's almost what I was expecting, but then it was just apparently they just eat, they just tenderize they their prisoners been, by torture them and then eat them. They couldn't have, they couldn't have done that because they would have been dead. There's just if Atrocitus showed up down there and they couldn't even use their rings. See, just, that's the thing though. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have had to be Atrocitus. It could be, it could be some like low level. Sure. Atlantern dude whose job is just to pull recruits out of a prison. Yeah. I feel like though Atrocitus has a big play in that because I feel like um, he seems to be able to persuade people to join him. Like, yeah, it seems like he's the one. I don't from like, like the way that Razor was chosen, it really seems like Atrocitus is like personally choosing people in the right moments. Right. Which goes to, like I said, I, I, I want to know more about what happened to his planet <laughs> mm-hmm. that he's floating around on. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we got, we got to learn a little bit more about Razor. Um, we also got to learn that Aya is now kind of human form. That's mm-hmm. how the last episode we watched ended. Now, yeah, because yeah, she was trying to, she kept like, because Hal kept saying like Green Lanterns do this and Green Lantern, and so she was, she believes that she's a Green Lantern, right? And technically she is because she has a Green Lantern core. And right. Kill, I was like, no, you can't be a Green Lantern. You need a body to walk around and be a Green Lantern. <laughs> she made herself she's like, a body. She's like, oh, a body like this? And just materialized the body out of her little robots and let green light? Yeah. So that seems to be our fourth member of our crew. So Which Green Lantern. I very much enjoy the computer. Yeah. Aya is great. I really, I really like her. Yeah. It, it, it's great because she's naive and it's. Uh, it works because she's learning as she's going. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's just a computer, but at the same time, it seems like it's capable of like human emotion too. Yeah. Cause it seems like the computer cares cause it wants to be a green lantern. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I've talked to like Siri and I've talked to, uh, Alexa before and none of them wanted to be like, uh, a target worker or anything like that. They just wanted to stay at their own job. 
Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> have, have you ever talked to uh, an AI and it's, it wanted to be a, a, a Walmart associate? No, no, I feel, I feel like that'd be pretty low bar for an AI. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Hey, I don't know. We do have a floor scover that drives around and cleans the floors on its own. I guess once when we get a once when we get robots sticking stickers on boxes, I should be worried about my job, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be the day. But um, so what happened in that last episode? That was the black hole thing. Okay. The ship. Oh, there they the guy was. The ship captain was sucked into a black hole, and they went in. They showed up, and Hal, Kilog, and Razor worked together to save the ship and get the engine running again so they could back it out of the black hole. And didn't uh, Kilowog and Razor fight each other? Yeah, they started fighting at one point, and actually there were several points when they were fighting, and Hal had to keep breaking <laughs> them up. I like it because I think what is like something fall and almost hit Kilowog and Kilowog. Yeah, something fell. Razor for and just started fighting Razor. But then <laughs> the big moment was Kilowog ring ran out of power and he was getting falling into the black hole and Razor went out and saved him. Right. And I feel like that's that checked the box for Kilowog like that that actually. It's a, up until that point, he was just like untrusting of him, and I feel like he he gained a little bit of trust there. Right. It, it's hard to be redeeming when you like attempted to blow up an entire, and you did blow up an entire planet and killed mm-hmm. I don't know how many people. How do you come back from that? How do you redeem yourself from that? It's kind of hard, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, and how, who knows how many Green Lanterns he's killed? Yeah. And of course, you could well, probably help kill. He hasn't actually. I don't think he didn't actually execute any of them himself. Well, we don't know that because there's. It seems like there've been. There's been multiple. We ah, but saw no. the one that he killed. The when he was doing when he was gonna when they first saw him, and he was like gonna kill a thing. The the beach ball dude was like giving him shit because he didn't have the balls to kill the guy. So I feel like up until that point he hadn't been doing the finishing blow. Yeah, the beast he was held, but, doing but the point the point I'm trying to make is lanterns have been dying that he's been a part of. Maybe he didn't pull yeah. the trigger, but he he might as well have. He, he was creating the plans that were luring them in. Right. And that is, that. that is just as guilty as pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. You're just a different part of the plan. Yeah. So, you know, he's been luring these, but you could probably write it off to just being misguided and mistrusted or mm-hmm. being uh, mis- misguided by atrocities. But at the same time, how do you, like, work with a guy like that? Like, if you're Kilowog, all right, you're a little bit more strong-headed. You're not Hal Jordan, who seems to be very forgiving. Um, you know that, yeah, he saved your life, but can you still like willingly want to work with, or even call this guy your friend? 
when how many of his how many of your like brothers did he just kill or help mm-hmm. kill over the last who knows how long mm-hmm. and blew up an entire planet like clearly you could say well that wasn't really him that was the anger you know guiding him and being led by uh, a crazy person but he still did it yep it's just it weird. Seems like, like, it, yeah, it seems like that's eating him up too, though. Right. It, which which makes him clearly, as we spent the most time on, clearly he's the best character of the show. Yeah. He's the most interesting character of the show, is mm-hmm. Razor. Um, and I didn't think I would say that in a Green Lantern show where normally Hal, Hal Jordan takes the back seat to these other characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for the better. Yeah. Because Razor has become one of my favorite characters of this universe, and now I kind of want more Razor. Like, I want to see Razor make cameos in other shows, because I've never seen Razor other than in this show. Mm-hmm. But Atrocitus is a, is, a, is a villain of Green Lantern. Like, that's in the comics and shit, so he's not made up. Hmm. I was kind of surprised, though, because, like, Usually in shows like the big bad villain, you always see him at a distance and he doesn't really run into the hero. But like Hal and Hal and Atrocitus actually did like a little they they scuffle a little bit. In the beginning, yeah, right away. Yeah. Right away. Right away. They actually went toe to toe right away. And Atrocitus wiped the floor with him basically. Which yeah. I guess they're building him up to eventually fight him again, but like it's interesting. Usually you don't usually the big bad doesn't fight the hero like that early in the show. Like they let them they let what things simmer the, for a that while. That was the first episode, right? Uh second episode, yeah. Oh, did they Oh yeah, they fought on the planet. They, mm-hmm. they were fighting while That was when the yeah. bomb was going down, yeah. Wasn't he fighting him and socks? Though Kill, uh, kill. I thought Killalog was no, yeah, Killalog. Kill yeah, was fighting Razor. Yeah, it was him and Socks. Yeah, it seemed like You're it was right. weird because you had Killalog and the other Green Lantern kind of fighting. Razor was fighting them both, and then <laughs> um, Atrocitus and Socks was teaming up on Hal. It just seemed like they should have split their things up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Instead of doing two handicap matches, like. Mm-hmm. But I get why, because they needed the the one Green Lantern was going to defuse the bomb, and Kilowog had to get Razor away from the bomb. I'm surprised they didn't leave, but they left they left uh, Razor there to die essentially. Yeah, they left him there to guard the bomb, and they literally intended him to stay there and blow up with the bomb. Yeah, and he was willing to do it too. Mm Mhm. Which kind of shows you how they actually value their red lantern members well yeah it's like the it's really similar like in, in world war ii with the with the with the with the japanese when they would kamikaze into things like they were willing to die to you know to have a little bit of an advantage in the war where americans aren't running in to die they that's not their plan they're not strapping they're not taking their planes and flying them in the ships they're they're you know they're willing to die but they're not they don't want to 
Yeah. And that was the difference between the two war styles. It made the Japanese really hard to fight because they would strap bombs to themselves and then run into areas and blow themselves up. Like, how do you fight something like that? Yeah. It's hard. And then it was interesting, too, because after the planet blew up, it was, I think Sox was like, I was like, wow, I actually misjudged him. We're going to, we're, we're going to sing his praises at whatever. Like, they were actually like impressed that he sacrificed himself, which he didn't actually do, but. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to more of the show. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot there. Um, and it, I will say, like, be, when we watched Beware the Batman, the animation was hard, and as the show went on, I feel like it got better. I feel like they worked out the kinks as that show went on. Yeah. And I feel like this show started off at a good point right away. Like, there wasn't, like... Oh, there's a tiny bit of like, oh, this kind of looks odd. And but like, I feel like what you've said before is, as soon as they hit the space part, it was fine. Yeah, it was the stuff on Earth that looked kind of weird. Yeah, the Earth stuff was kind of odd. But I, because it does, it doesn't really look good on with people. People look mm-hmm. weird when they're CG. But as soon as you go out to space and you're dealing with aliens and you're dealing with uh, different type of planets. And I think the CG really works for the ring power. It makes it look really, it makes it feel real. Like animation, I feel like this is better than almost animation, the way it's done. Just because it, it doesn't, it it looks it looks kind of video gamey. But if you really think about it, isn't that kind of what Green Lantern is? Mm-hmm. It's it, 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 I feel like it gives the, the ring power, it gives it like a 3D look to it. And it makes it yeah. feel more real. Where in traditional it's, animation, it feels very comic booky and very 2D, and it looks cartoony. This actually doesn't. It even though it's so weird, it doesn't look as cartoony to me when it's in CG. Mm-hmm. It comes. It comes off. Really, it looks really good, and I feel like that's why they tried to do this animation style with Beware the Batman, and it just. It just didn't it, it fell a little short of what they probably thought it was going to do just because batman has never been cg before it probably shouldn't have never been cg it probably should have went traditional animation it would have been probably it probably would have went a second season if it got traditional animation this show i'm surprised we didn't get a second season and i heard they were going to do a second one apparently from what i've what i've read about it is the the whole plan was they were going to do a green lantern and beware the Batman, and then they were going to um, do another show. They, uh, what was? I think they were planning a. Um, I think it was Wonder Woman. They were going to do a Wonder Woman show, do the whole Amazon stuff, and this this would have been different because obviously the Wonder Woman movie didn't wasn't out yet, and then they were going to do an Aquaman show too, like this, like a CG style, and then connect. Uh. Them. And then make their make. Woman, they said like, I feel like, like they said by like 2015, 2016, they were gonna they were gonna have a CG Justice League show, and you would have huh. had all these like it would have been the Beware the Batman. They they were gonna make their whole their whole universe, and Bruce Tim was gonna Bruce Tim was gonna focus on Green Lantern, and he was leaving the reins to Batman to. Sam Liu, who did a great job with Beware the Batman, for the record. 
and he was going to focus on his Green Lantern show because he was getting uh, worn out with Batman because he's done Batman for so long that he didn't want to do another Batman, a completely different Batman show. Cause he's like, I've already, he's like, I've already done this before. Um, I don't think I can top what we did in the early nineties. So he wasn't going to try. He was going to let one of his understudies do it Mm because he had ideas what he wanted to do with it. Yeah. And I think you could have had a very interesting that could have been a really interesting Justice League show because we would have had all these backstories and all these characters and fully fleshed out characters. And then yeah. you get your Justice League show. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I I could see like you could see you do Aquaman in this style. Yeah, I feel like this I would Aquaman for Aquaman, Aquaman because I, really cool. it's going to be like underwater. Like I feel like a lot of his stuff is underwater and it kind of is the same like space thing. I feel like it would work really well in underwater. But it's like an, a Wonder Woman. I don't know if Wonder Woman would work in this style. It just I doesn't. Feel it, I, I think like it, it would, I think it would fall flat because I think this CG style looks better when it's dark, mm-hmm. than when it's night, and Wonder Woman's all daytime shit. It yeah. Look, it would look weird with the colors. Yeah. Doesn't mean it wouldn't work. If the it, I, it's good, hard because you'd have to see it. You'd, I'd almost have to see it, but like, yeah, to me, to me, it just, I feel like it wouldn't, it wouldn't come off right. Right. And I just don't know if a Wonder Woman show would even draw. I'm just being honest. I just don't think it would. I, I don't think in 2011, 2012, people were interested in Wonder Woman. Aquaman, yes, because we've never. Aquaman would have been interesting. I think they said something maybe with the Flash, but that turned into the CW show instead. Mm-hmm. But I think they were going to do a Flash. Maybe it was Flash instead of Wonder Woman. I could see that working. Yeah, I think it was Flash. My, I, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think they were doing a Wonder Woman. I think they were going to have Wonder Woman and Justice League. Okay. I think that was the plan. Like they had this, they had this completely planned out. They had different, they were going to have different writers and different producers on different shows. And they were going to produce them all. At this, if beware the Batman was successful, they had green lantern. They had a second season planned out where Sinestro was going to be the main villain in it. Cause Sinestro is mm-hmm. barely in this season. And they were going to use Sinestro as a major, major villain. And, um, Beware the Batman. I don't know. I don't know what their plans were, like what the second season would have been. But it seemed like Batman kind of already was – they were going to do Batman and Friends, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine that um, Joker probably would have made an appearance. Anarchy would have been a main, uh, a main villain in the second half because they never did Joker. Yeah. But they also teased the Penguin. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Penguin would have probably been the maybe the first half villain, and then Joker would have probably been introduced in the second season some point at some point. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, that would have been kind of cool because you could have had all those shows being aired the same year, and then like after they're successful, you get your you get your Justice League show, and it it would be epic. Mm-hmm. Because they were yeah, trying to can you imagine a Justice League, because like the detail and backstory that they gave 
in Beware the Batman and the detail they put into what little we've seen of this show so far. Like, all of that accumulated across four different shows into a Justice League show, it would just be insane. Right. But it seemed like they had a blueprint on what they wanted to do. And I I just think it sucks that we're just not we're not gonna know how it would have worked. I, I wanna know more about it. But I think Aquaman, especially if they did like the the Arthur Aquaman, like the the one from the animated series, the one with the long hair. If they did <laughs> that style, Aquaman, I think it could have been really good. But obviously, you know, it it can't be hokey, so you'd have to like have the. It would it'd be extremely dark because the one Aquaman episode of the Justice League animated series was one of their best episodes they did, especially in that first season because the first season was kind of weak in comparison to the rest of the show mm-hmm. because they were just kind of finding their footing. That Aquaman episode was one of the best ones. Mm. I mean, when he cut his arm off to save his kid in a kid show, that's insane. Yeah. Mhm. So, that's my opinion of it. I, I think you could have done a lot of cool stuff with that, especially yeah. his his uh, war with Orin and the Ocean Master, and uh, then Black Mantis, and oh god, that would have been awesome. Mhm. That that whole that whole story would have been just great. And then connecting that with the beware the batman batman who was a very intelligent batman i just mm. think him and do you think him and hal jordan would butt heads because mm. hal has yeah. like this leadership thing where he feels like he's in charge all the time yeah and i feel like when batman starts kind of like telling him off now <laughs> i wonder if they would have included like kilowog with this show and that kind of stuff in a katana I think a lot of that stuff would have been interesting using all those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then maybe you get your CG dark side show. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be great. That needs to exist now. Make your dark side show. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. See, there's, it's just there's so much potential. There's so much story potential scattered across so much of DC, and just like instead of trying new things, they just always want to rehash the same characters, the same stories over and over again. Or bring in, or try to take chances with characters that you should never take chances with, like Batwoman and Star Girl. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with that crap. Like I said, you're going to do a female show, use use Batgirl, use Catwoman, like use one of the, use one of the ones that people actually like. Yeah. Or Wonder Woman, fuck it. Ugh, Hawk Girl, whatever, like something. Not Star Girl. But I get it. They're trying to. They're trying to. You know the thing about Star Girl is I actually did watch a couple episodes of that. Yeah. And the first like two to three episodes of that is actually like good. It's good writing. 
And then it gets really stupid really quick. Hmm. Like when they're discovering kind of like the, the, the evil group that existed years ago and um, the, the stepdad used to be the guy who used to make machine, used to make things for Starman who Starman's now dead and Stargirl might be his daughter. Who knows hmm. that they don't know who her, 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 he doesn't, she doesn't know who her father really is because her mom won't tell her. Hmm. And it, it, all that stuff is interest. That stuff's interesting. And then once when they like get in, once when she becomes star girl and they get into the actual show and then they try to reform the justice society by these costumes, but they're all going to be girls instead of what the justice society used to be. That's where it gets dumb because the costumes is what's giving these kids, these powers, not, not them. It's the costumes. And really? Yeah. Like the costume can make you have purpose accuracy. Now, um, the star girl, she gets all her power from the staff and for her, it makes sense because the staff never worked for anybody else. The reason why it works for her is because she's probably Starman's daughter who originally had the staff in the Justice Society. The rest of the heroes, because the rest of the Justice Society is now deceased because it was yeah. killed by this group. And mm-hmm. so she's going around school and recruiting new members to reform the Justice Society. You see how stupid it gets? Like... The first part mm-hmm. of that sounded interesting, and the second part is just so teenage bullshit, like crap, like bubblegum yeah. shit. Like I, I, I lost interest in it immediately. I'm like, oh, it's one of these fucking shows. I'm done. Like I'm not watching this. But like the first, the first part was like, okay, I, I like the idea of you know, um, the Justice Society being kind of murdered. That's it, it, kind of dark. I like the idea of Pat, the, her stepfather, being the one that used to be in the Justice Society, and he's trying to keep things quiet, but he's, he was like the mechanic for the Justice Society. So he creates like this robot suit thing, so he goes with Stargirl to you know fight these people and that kind of stuff, but Pat doesn't want them to know who she is because they could show up to her house and kill her at any point. And they're trying to hide from these people because they're they're very powerful. The old, like the injustice society or whatever the hell they're called, like the anti-justice society. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, it it doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. Like it sounds a lot like better than that. It's Batman. got potential. It's just, yeah. It falls flat when it tries to recreate the justice society by just getting a bunch of teenage girls and like oh we're the justice society now and they get their cute little costumes and they can look um you know look the part and all that type of stuff like they they look like kids dressing up in halloween costumes they don't look like heroes they don't look like people that want to do something and then the whole like star girl's reason for wanting to be star girl oh Starman might have been my dad, so I need to follow in his footsteps. 
Really? <laughs> you didn't even know your dad. So why do you need to be him? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> why don't you listen to the person that actually raised you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the actor who plays Pat is a a pretty um, – he's been in a lot of things, and he's mm. probably the best person in that show. So I don't know. I think that's his name is Pat in the show, okay. if I remember correctly. Like I said, I only watched the first three episodes of it. And then once they started doing the recruiting stuff, I was done after that. All right. But are we done? I think so. We got to get better on these uh, outros for these shows. Are we done? Oh, I guess we're done. Let's let's uh, outro something completely ridiculous again. Well, with that, I'm um, uh, I am. Ooh, I got one. I got a good one today. I am Famalama Dong Wong alongside Minions, and we'll be back next week. Because I had it written out, and then the wind blew it away. The wind over to blew Tony. it away? I brought it over to Tony's, and I dropped the box it was in, and the card flew out of the of the box and blew down the street. And then I went to go pick it up, and when I picked it up, I dropped – it blew out of my hand. It was really windy. And it blew out of my hand and went into somebody's backyard. I'm like, fuck it. I'll make a new one. <laughs> <laughs>